Nothing in this country has done more to fuel the national debate over police tactics than the dramatic and sometimes grisly videos that we have seen. We have seen in the past on Staten Island a man gasping and saying, quote, I can't breathe through a police chokehold. We saw a 12-year-old boy shot dead in a park in Cleveland. And of course, we heard the stories, although we didn't capture as many images on video, of what happened with Michael Brown and Ferguson. But now, perhaps the starkest video yet that shows a South Carolina police officer shooting a fleeing man, not just once, but numerous times, in the back. The videos have spurred calls from state houses to the White House for more officers to attach cameras to their uniforms, body cams. Now, cameras frequently exonerate officers in shootings, but the recent spat of videos has raised uncomfortable questions about how much the American criminal justice system can rely on the accounts of police officers when the cameras are not rolling. According to U.F. Keefe, who is a lawyer in Connecticut and that has defended several police officers accused of misconduct in the past, he said, quote, Everyone in this business knows that cops have been given the benefit of the doubt. They're always assumed to be telling the truth unless there's tangible evidence otherwise. Now, in the fatal shooting in South Carolina, the most compelling evidence was provided by a bystander with his phone and the camera on that phone. The imagery was shaky, and at times it was unfocused. But that video clearly showed the officer, Michael T. Slager, firing eight times as Walter L. Scott, 50 years of age, tried to flee after a traffic stop. The officer had said that he fired amid a scuffle when Mr. Scott seized his stun gun and the officer feared for his safety. And without the video, we wouldn't know what really happened. Here is some audio from the attorney for the family of Mr. Scott. This is L. Chris Stewart talking about the man who made this video and him being a hero. We're also going to talk to you about this in detail and at length with our phones, but in your calls and your opinions. But I got to tell you, this guy was nervous to shoot this and thought he might even delete it. This is what the attorney for that family, the Scott family, has said. We have the family of Mr. Scott with us. Um, these are his parents right here his brother, his children, all of his family here to support tonight. Um, and we're just here to say we've seen all of the developments that happened. And as we watched the news where the mayor announced that the officer would be charged with murder, um, everyone in the home just started crying. It brought a short sense of relief and joy that the distance that we have to travel to try and get justice was beginning. And that for the first time in a long time, an officer was going to be charged um, when something Thank like this Lord. happened. Um, we can't bring Mr. Scott back, but something Thank like this Lord. today can have a bigger precedence than just what happened here with Mr. Scott. Because what happened today doesn't happen all the time. What if there was no video? What if there was no witness or hero, as I call him, to come forward? Thank you, Lord. Then this wouldn't have happened. 
Because as you can see, the initial reports stated something totally different. The officer said that Mr. Scott attacked him and pulled his taser and tried to use it on him. But somebody was watching. Hallelujah. There was a witness that came forward with a video. And the initial reports were wrong. Now, again, the, the man, the hero, as he's being referred to, was afraid at first uh, to, to film this, to share it, thought about deleting it. He was afraid that his life could be in danger. Now, according to Matthew R. Robin, a college student who joined a demonstration yesterday outside the city hall in North Charleston, South Carolina, and that is where Officer Slager now faces a murder charge. Quote, without the video, we wouldn't know what we know, and what we know here is really significant. And what, what do we know, folks? It's the difference when we watch this video between an officer doing his job and an officer killing a man in cold blood. Now, the mayor has asked for a number of body cams so that every police officer will have those body cams on them. And many cities have installed cameras in their police cruisers for years. Uh, an estimated 25% of departments that responded to a 2013 survey require now the so-called body cameras. And those numbers are actually dwarfed, though, by the millions of Americans who carry camera-equipped cell phones. So in other words, we out-man or we out-cam the cops. You know what I'm saying? We, the public, are the eyes of the world until each and every officer has, if you believe they should, and if the funding can be there for this, for all of these officers to have these body cameras, which many of us have talked about in the past is not the end-all and be-all in these situations. Um, But digital video is likely to become a go-to source of impartial evidence, much in the same way that DNA did in the 1990s. Video evidence is not new, of course. I mean, we have a tape of officers beating Rodney King back in 1991, and that helped ignite the L.A. riots after the officers were acquitted. When departments began installing dashboard cameras in the 90s, there were many police officers who opposed it, but they quickly concluded that the recordings actually would clear them of wrongdoing when citizens would complain and even lie. Quote, for the most part, unless you are behaving badly, those things are going to back you up. That's what a University of of Pittsburgh law professor who studies police practices, David Harris, stated. Now, many officers are opposed to videotape confessions, but that resistance has been fading over the years. Police organizations have endorsed the practice. Attorney General Eric Holder Jr. recently required the FBI to start taping interviews. And I think it's a good idea because what you see is usually what you get. I mean, somebody can't say that a police officer was cruel and used, uh, you know, uh, you know, physical force or coerced them into a confession if you don't see that on the tape. And again, perhaps police, most of the police are good, but for these few bad apples, they may not do something that is overstepping the boundaries of their job when trying to get a confession or chase a suspect, as is the case. What we all want is law and order. We want justice, we want peace, and we don't want innocent people to be killed. And by the way, even if you're guilty, you should not be killed. You, or, you have a constitutional right to that speedy trial. 
to a jury by your peers. That's all of our right to be innocent until proven guilty. But the cell phone videos that are taken by bystanders are making many police uncomfortable. Why? They have no control over the setting, right? They're not aware they're being filmed until later. I'm sure this police officer was not aware because he's been arrested and been fired. And the courts have held that people have a constitutional right to record the police, another right we have constitutionally. But those rights are frequently challenged by officers. While investigating the police department in Ferguson, Missouri, after a deadly police shooting last summer, the Justice Department found that officers were enraged to discover people were taping them. And as an example, a Justice Department report cited a traffic stop. And you know about this that we shared with you, those findings, that a Ferguson officer told a driver and his 16-year-old son not to videotape him. The confrontation escalated. The officer wrestled the phone away from the teen. Everyone in the car was arrested, quote, under disputed circumstance that could not have been clarified by a video recording. In other words, the cop arrested him because he was pissed off. Cell phone videos have captured police officers pushing and slapping a homeless man in Florida, shooting a man who threw rocks at officers in Washington State. In February, two Pelham, New York officers retired after a video contradicted their account of an arrest of a black man. In other words, they lied, and the video proved that. According to that Pittsburgh professor, Mr. Harris, again, quote, the ability to record has gotten so prevalent that police can no longer count on their account to be the truth. So I want to ask you some questions in this hour. I have to tell you, I think body cam's a good idea. I thought the cameras on the cars were a good idea. And I think if you have this information, don't delete it. Because if somebody is shot wrongfully, as it would seem is the case, by this video, by this police officer, you have a responsibility. It takes a village. We are part of that village. The bystander who filmed the shooting, says he never saw officers try to revive Scott. That's what their police report says. Why was there no CPR administered to Mr. Walter Scott by these police officers who are trained in CPR? 888-6-LESLIE. Should the other officers in the video face consequences as well? Should Officer Slager face the death penalty? That's the maximum allowed by law. He shot eight rounds. He hit him, Mr. Scott, five times. Do you think this tragedy is going to speed up the process of getting those body cams to police in cities and towns across this nation? And would the officer have shot Mr. Scott if he had one on his uniform? Body cams on officers, good idea? Or should officers just be aware that so many of us have cell phones, millions of Americans, no matter how many body cams are on their body or on, their, uh, on the police forces throughout this nation, the world is watching through our American cell phones. Should that change anything? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. And will it? So far, it has not. Let's go to the calls. Michael in the Bronx Line 5. Hey, Michael, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? You've got so many good questions. I think I have a lot of good answers. Uh, first off, what happened down in South Carolina is pretty much reminiscent of what happened with the Eric Garner case. And the reason why the um, video recorder, the videographer, I should say, in South Carolina, why he was so afraid initially is because he probably felt he was going to be retaliated the way the videographer in the Eric Garner Staten Island case was um, retaliated. Now, the thing is, as you have pointed out, the video speaks for itself. The ultimate proof um, 
ultimate positive proof of uh, misconduct or who's lying or who's telling the truth. And the thing is, is as you had said, that if police officers are so much in the correct, they should be favoring cameras um, wherever they go so they can always say that they're right and the other person's wrong. But when they want to engage in all these systemic cover-ups and lies, as we have seen here, I mean, if there wasn't for that camera, this cop would have gotten away with murder because nine times out of ten, you got people that always say, well, the police officer is always right and blah, blah, blah. And then now I want to call out these Republicans and these right-wing pundits that are so much against cameras, video recording police officers, and we even have federal court orders that state the public has the right to record police while on duty, and the police officer is prohibited from not only interfering with such recording, but prohibited from retaliating against them. So the thing is that it's not just the police officers that we have to go after. I think I said this before. you got to go after the punditry, the leaders in the police department or any any politician that's having such a negative influence on these uh, police officers. If I have to mention names, I will. I can start with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. I can go on with um, New York City Police Union Patrick Lynch. I mean, they got to explain themselves. Why the hell is it that they are so defiant of the people's rights? Why are they so defiant of federal court orders that's protecting the people's rights? Like, who the hell do they think they are that they can just get up and then just, how should I say it? You want to turn around and kill people and kill innocent people of color and then always come up with the godforsaken excuse, we thought they had a gun, we thought they had a gun, and not once ever come up with a corrective plan of action to prevent all these tragedies that they claim is a tragedy, not a crime. Right. You want to engage in cover, if you want to engage in cover-ups and keep engaging in that kind of um, behavior, then it's not much of a tragedy anymore. To me, it's a doggone crime, and damn it, you deserve to be prosecuted. You're not above the law. And okay. like I said, I urge the Justice Department to take a good look at this and investigate each... Okay, Michael, you got to hold your breath there, buddy. I'm out of time. we got to take a break. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, well, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. Listen, folks, there are those... Nobody's videotaped what happened with Michael Brown. And if there had been a body cam, we would know if Officer Darren Wilson was lying or if people who were watching the encounter were who say that Michael Brown had his hands up saying, don't shoot. We will never know. We know there was no indictment by a grand jury. We know there were no charges. And we have seen what has happened to Ferguson and a further divide between the police and urban communities in the United States. We saw a video of Eric Garner saying repeatedly, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, as that chokehold continued by not by one officer with other officers around, nobody helping, nobody calling 911 with the ability on their body to do so. A guy standing there with a cell phone camera. Did any of those police officers see that? Would it have mattered? And by the way, even with the video, no indictment. No charges. But in this case, the video 
completely contradicts what this police officer has said. There are charges. This was swift, which is constitutional speedy justice, a speedy trial. And lost his job. Now, he's innocent until proven guilty, but a video can be an incredible, an incredible source of evidence. A video can help to discern truth from a lie, fact from fiction. So shouldn't we have body cams on the police? Because it's not just about bad police getting caught. That's too late. It's about preventing anybody from stepping over the line and taking the law into their own hands as opposed to just enforcing the law, which they have a badge to do and a responsibility to do. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Let's go to Tim in Ohio, line one. Tim, good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. How about yourself? I've seen better days, but I'm doing good. No complaints. Good for you. Fantastic. You know, I've been listening to you, and I can't say I disagree with anything you say. Uh, I think uh, body cams are um, way past due. I think what happened to that man was just ungodly atrocious. I've never really seen anything like that before. Uh, I think the, the issue and that I think about and what I worry about is that, you know, we have, I believe, I think it's over 70,000 police officers. We have over 320 million people. They have a lot of interaction. And I'm, I'm afraid that all of these incidences will get conflated together, and, and then there'll be this campaign against police as a whole. Because I, I'm sure we can all agree that there are good, honorable police officers out there. Uh, but I, I think certainly it's high time that uh, all police officers have body cams. No, I agree with you because even, you know, we, we can get a, a bird's eye view, right, of what's going on. But we it, it also would make somebody think twice. Look, when the, when the microphone is on, I obviously don't drop F-bombs. Right. Right. I have to think (laughs) twice. You know, it's almost like my mom said, you know, I got to bring my kids back to church because they got to know somebody bigger than them is watching. Uh, The the world is watching, but I don't think in the moment police remember that. And I and I and I'm not this is not going to be 100 percent. I think there's still we're still going to see police officers shoot, uh, you know, innocent people. Um, But I think it could be reduced greatly. So we're in agreement on that. Thank you for your call, Tim, there in Ohio. I hope the weather is warming up there. In that great state. Uh, let's continue with the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Let's go to Buffalo, another place where the temps are warming up some. Spring is coming. Line two with Dean. Hey, Dean, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I certainly hope you feel better. Thanks. 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 Me too. Um, you know, yeah, we definitely need body cams. However, we also need... Um, more uh, definitive uh, punishment for police officers who go um, rogue. I mean, because body cams are are great, but if there's no um, 
if there's no um, retribution behind it, it's really not going to do anything. So. Well, that, that's a, that's a very that's a very good point. I mean, this is this is an arrest. I mean, this was an arrest of a police officer, but we didn't see that in the case of Eric Garner, where a video. Compl- I, I, I mean, you know, there are people right and left, you know, regardless of where they stood on Michael Brown, people that disagreed on what happened with Michael Brown and Ferguson, who said clearly Eric Garner, the police should have stopped that chokehold or called nine one one or applied less pressure. Right. Um, thank you very much for taking my call. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it, Dean. 8886 Leslie. 8886537543 is the number. A lot of people tweeting. Give me a buzz. Give my throat a break. Um, uh, D- D- Dudley, uh, when we ask, um, let's see, let's go to Manny in Massachusetts next, and I'll get to some tweets on line three. Hey, Manny, how are you? Good afternoon. Good. Yeah, uh, you feel better. Uh, Thanks. I just wanted to say that it's way overdue for the body cams, number one. Number two, everybody acts different when they're in front of the camera. So that's Reality, you're, you're right on that. Reality TV has showed us that, right? Yeah, exactly. And also, I think it's way overdue that we start keeping these staff of police shootings. I know we can't fit against a lot who uh, actually even record this kind of stuff. Uh, and keep staff on it because the NRA pushed really hard for it for that to get past that. No, none of staff actually even be looked up because nobody keeps them. Okay, but don't right now. Don't I mean? Don't you think there are police out there, you know, that are working together? That maybe let's say a dynamic duo of bad cops are going to do something. Go, hey, dude, you, you know, somebody might be in that apartment building filming us. You know what I'm saying? Don't you think police already have that awareness and knowledge before everybody gets these body cams that we all <clears throat> seem to agree are long overdue? Yes, they do, but unfortunately, we are all human. So once you get your adrenaline pumped up, you're not thinking about, hey, that guy's over there with a camera and so You're on flight, you know, whatever it's called, or the flyer or whatever. I forgot what it's actually called. But your body goes to an adrenaline rush, which people... When they get under arrest, they don't think clearly. They're not thinking about there's a camera on me. So you don't think even with a body cam, it would be different. I, I, with a body cam, yes, but just like people hanging around, seeing something and then recording it on their phone, that's not that's not going to do anything. The body cam is because they know it's on them. You know, they have to turn it on, obviously. So it, it, it will prevent a lot of this from happening. But you know what? Let me ask you something. Sh- this. Even though I agree we should do this, we shouldn't have to do this. We, no. we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have to put cameras on police officers to ensure that they act like police officers. We, we shouldn't have to, but how do you know when somebody's lying? I mean, have you ever heard of a police officer taking a lie detector test for a case? Never. You know, no, it's like it's their word against your word, and their word is more important because they have training. So everybody says they must be telling the truth. All right. Anything else, Manny? Thank you. No, that's that. Thank you. I hope you feel better. Oh, thanks, Manny. I appreciate that. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Santa Fe, line two with Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? What do you say? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And I want to talk about the laws they're trying to pass to keep people from filming them. And those disturb me the most. I... 
heard a quick thing last night on Chris Hayes about uh, Walter's brother saying that they confiscated his phone temporarily. Now, why would they do that? Did they erase anything while they had it? And what's going on with these cops who think that it's wrong for us to film them doing their job that we pay them to do? Uh, and uh, I, I'm not, I don't remember where they're passing laws that it's illegal to film the cops, but I find that disturbing. I agree. First of all, we have a constitutional right. Um, you know, it's it's amazing some people that want this, especially on the right, who feel that the government gets into our business in every way, shape, and form. Um, look, there are certain things that I, I do think should be private. It's it's really hard. But, you know, I, I don't think that. I think if, you, if you're witnessing something that you feel is a crime or you feel could be considered a crime if you feel that somebody whether at the hands of the police or anyone is being treated harshly if you see a guy hitting a woman around instead of going over and getting involved which could lead to a bigger beating for her or beating for you and you film it that could be helpful to somebody um that that could be helpful to that to that uh, uh, that person to that alleged victim uh, what about if you see somebody hit their child or act inappropriately with a child? Or what if you see somebody take a child and you can't physically stop them because you're too far, but with the zoom on your cell phone camera, you can catch, you can capture that uh, image. You could actually help to retrieve a child that's been abducted. So I, th- I think a lot of good can be done. Of course, we know there could be people taking pictures of, you know, those of us, you know, ladies, and you know, when you get on the beach and you take your top off and part of your boob pops out, well, you know, we don't want those out there, especially if any of us in the public eye. But but I think that the good outweighs the bad, um, and, and what these videos can be used for for good could outweigh the bad. So I, I agree with you. It's disturbing, but as you know, very litigious society. Somebody's always going to try uh, and sue, and we're also a legalistic society, so somebody is always going to try and change a law or bring about a law. And that guy who made the video said that he went to the police station early on and they said wait here and he decided he didn't feel comfortable and he left but you know would they have erased it off his phone if they'd have gotten his phone there's this there's this culture that they have and and it's it's trained in our american culture um to be this way it's 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 going to be a very hard thing to change and I'm just not sure how we will do it, but it's, if you can't see the racism in America, you are blind. I'm, I'm a white woman, and I agree with you 100%. Uh, we, we have not over, or the African-American community has not overcome. Great strides have been made. Of course, we have a black president, uh, you know, civil rights. Uh, when you just look at pure numbers of those in college and who hold positions as CEOs and, you know, how many people, you know, vote. But when you look at what happened with the, you know, Voting Rights Act and, and, and issues like this, it's like we take two steps forward or three steps forward and one step back. And I would agree with you. Racism is still a huge problem in this country. It is uh, an embarrassment that this country does not want to deal with. Somehow the police... Um, I've talked to policemen before. They they just have this predetermined mindset. It, um, the word that comes to is prejudice. They're prejudged that the black people must be bad because they're... Well, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's. We don't want to make sweeping generalizations about all police being prejudiced any more than we want, you know, police or anyone else making 
you know, wide sweeping generalizations about African Americans, specifically African American males, right? Um, not all the police are like that. And by the way, the police charged this police officer. We must keep that in mind. Well, um, you know, I, I'm, after last night's reports, I'm not sure, so sure that that wasn't just a last minute CYA thing because, um, you know, what would they have done if they had a possession of that fellow's phone and were able to erase it and say, oh, well, there's nothing here? Um, uh, they were taking the phone away from Walter Scott's brother. They were treating him rather poorly, according to, to what he's saying. And, um, you know, it's, it's an instant about face, but uh, I, I don't trust him for a minute. I'm sorry. You keep saying that there are. Would you? Would you have more? Would you? Would you have more trust? No, I I hear you. Would you have more trust if there were body cams on all police officers in this country? Last night on Rachel Maddow, there was an interesting woman from the review board in California, and she said a very um, telling thing that the body cam has to be combined with what is known as a protocol so that there are rules that they have to follow. Correct. Because in discussions, even after, I think, uh, um, some of these other killings, then when body cams were brought up, um, it was said, well, they'll just turn them off. They, they find ways around this. Oh, my dash cam wasn't working. Um, you know, cops are not stupid. Uh, very true. Very true. They will have they will have the ability to turn them on and turn them off, which means if we see edited versions of videotape, they may not be either admissible in court or even if they're admissible, they may not tell the whole story. Very, very good points. When we come back, I'm going to talk about uh, that legislation that our caller was referring to. We are back. Leslie Marshall here. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. Just uh, very quickly uh, share with you um, that uh, information excuse me, about the uh, bill that was being referred to by our caller. It's actually in the state of Texas, big surprise. Um, and, um, y- you know, some people say they want to pass this because they want cops to get away with abusing and killing people. Um, but there was a bill introduced in the Texas House of Representatives that would make it illegal for private citizens to record record police within 25 feet. It's called House Bill 2918. It was introduced by State Rep. Jason Villalba, a Republican from Dallas, it would, and it was done just uh, two days ago on Tuesday. It would make the offense a misdemeanor, and citizens who are armed would not be permitted to record police activity within 100 feet of an officer. Now, this is according to the Houston Chronicle. Only representatives, radio or TV organizations that hold an FCC license, newspapers and magazines, would have the right to record the police, in case any one of you are going, hey, what about that First Amendment? Uh, the legislator disagreed with people on Twitter who said he's seeking to make all filming of cops illegal. He said his, his bill was to ask filmers just to stand and back a little as not to interfere with law enforcement. So uh, 25 feet. I don't, I don't know anything about photography, so I don't know if that would, uh, you know, make it difficult for us to see what's really going on. Let's go to Robert in New Mexico, line one. Robert, what do you say? Well, what I say, uh, Leslie, is I, li- I listen to all the uh, progressive political hosts, and I like your show, but... I never hear a philosophical discussion about who are these police officers. For instance, where you live in Los Angeles, I'll bet half the cops don't even live in Los Angeles proper. 
They come in from the outskirts. I think it should be a requirement. Well, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Los Angeles County or Los Angeles Well, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to get lost in the weeds there. I know it's hitting home where you live, but. I'm no, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Hit home. I'm simply saying you could drive for an hour and a half and still be in the same county. So yeah, know, yeah, they I, live I, within I, LA County. And it's a hundred miles from one end to the other. I get you. I'm just making a point that we're not hiring people on mass who live in the city they work in. Now, if you work for the county sheriff's office, that's a different boundary. I understand that. But we're, we're well, not no, you have a good you have a good point. A lot of people complained that a lot of people, that a lot of the offices in Ferguson are not a part of that community. Right. When I was a kid, I'm 64 years old. I grew up outside of Philadelphia. When I was a kid, the cops lived in the town. Several lived in your neighborhood. You knew who they were. Uh, sometimes they doubled up as little league coaches or whatever. You got to know them. I don't see that today. They come in looking like ninja warriors. Or uh, G.I. Joe come back from Afghanistan or Iraq. They signed up when they were 18 years old. They went over there, killed a few people, got into the authoritarian culture. And as soon as they come back here, they want a job as a cop. I never see the police recruiting outside the liberal arts campuses trying to convince open-minded students who are studying <laughs> literature, philosophy, history, sociology, you name it, uh, trying to convince them that law enforcement is an honorable profession. And many older cops, 20, 30-year veterans will tell you they can count on one hand the times they had to pull out their gun, let alone ever fire it. And uh, you look at 70s and 80s cop shows on TV. When they get a Looney Tune wielding a knife and he won't listen and they got to take him down, Time for the next show to come on. We got to resolve this episode. They gang tackle him like you used to in football. They don't put a bullet in his head or ten in his chest. All right, very good they, points. Very good points. I'm out of time.